You are listening to a sermon from Mission Point St. John. We hope this message encourages a deeper connection between you and Jesus, our Savior. into the word of the Lord this morning, Isaiah chapter 54, and uh, we'll be getting to read from verse 1, and it says, Sing, O barren, that thou didst not bear, break forth into singing, and cry aloud, that thou didst not travail with child, for more are the children of the desolate than the children of the married wife, saith the Lord. Enlarge the place of thy tent, and let them stretch forth the curtains of thy habitations. Spare not, lengthen thy cords, and strengthen thy stakes. For thou shalt break forth on the right hand and on the left, and thy seed shall inherit the Gentiles and make the desolate cities to be inhabited. The NIV Uh, puts it this way sing O barren woman you who never bore a child burst into song shout for joy you who were never in labor because more are the children of the desolate women than of her who has a husband saith the Lord enlarge the place of your tent stretch your tent curtains wide do not hold back lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes for you will spread out to the right and to the left your descendants will dispossess nations and settle in their desolate cities and so this morning i want to talk to you for the next while on growing pains growing pains amen we'll give some explanation of the scriptures that we have read to you this morning they uh, have great significance not only in that day but also uh today um Now, I'm just going to share with you a couple stories. I don't know if anyone's ever used this or had this ever in their life. It's called Absorbian Junior. Now, it seemed like the older folks were the ones that... So, when I was about eight or nine, uh, many a nights at that age, maybe 10, I dealt with a lot of pains in my legs. And my mother, my father would both tell me that they were growing. My legs were growing. And they called it growing pain. And they would go to the cupboard and they would dig out. It didn't look exactly like this. But it did have the little sponge thing on top. They still make it the same. Now, I don't know if you've ever smelt this. But it smells horrible 
It's the last thing you want to put on and go to bed. I can tell you that right now. Your bed sheets will smell for as long as they have not been washed. Absorbian Junior. I actually was quite surprised that they still sell it. I thought for sure this would have been banned a long time ago. The smell has to be problematic to the climate. I'm just thinking. But it was used by my parents. I have no idea what the effects was. Other than it was a cooling effect and my legs felt better because I was going through growing pains. I think I should start putting it on my belly. <laughs> Another instance and example in my life was, uh, uh, they're, they're going to show a picture, and um, now this, you know, pictures from 35 years ago the, the cameras weren't as good as they are today. You, you had cameras that, I mean, developed the picture right there. Okay? But this is when I was half the man I am today. And this was my first home. This trailer I purchased for $2,000. And... Um, it was eight feet wide and 30 feet long. And if you were more than six foot two, you were too tall. And you'll see in this picture, just leave this one up for a second. You'll see in this picture, I told this to you before, one time we got a Chesterfield from my, my wife's parents because it was on a very good deal. And we brought it home, and we had to take out the pitcher window, it's in the front here, to get the Chesterfield in, only to find out that the Chesterfield was a foot and a half too wide for the trailer. So that's why you can see on the back, Zara and Marco, my father, Papa, cut out the back of the trailer this was just before he got hurt, cut out the back of the trailer and built on that steel part on the back for the rest of my Chesterfield, for the washer and dryer, and for a little closet. And this is what my wife and I lived in for two years. Now, let me tell you, you could sit in the kitchen and reach anything you wanted in the whole trailer. But there came a point where my wife and I decided that we were going to have children. And let me tell you, there was no room in the trailer for children. Zero. So we started and we built a house in the same dooryard in 1990 because we were going through Growing pains. Growing pains. It was, a, it was an expensive venture to have kids. I mean, we could have lived in the trailer. 
We could have hauled that down here 11 years ago yesterday, parked it somewhere and lived in it. $2,000, I mean, people pay that for one month's rent now. Yeah, that was the growth, but we wanted to have a family. And we had three kids and we decided to build a house so they could actually stay with us. And we were going through growing pains. See, the verses that I read to you, it says, Sing, O barren. That was that there needs to be a shout for joy, an exaltation, a voice of praise, because the church, which is represented by the, the lady, the female, the woman in this passage, is a representation of the church in the Old Testament, was confined to just a, a small Jewish nation. But there was such a desire for it to be more than just a small group of people, but rather a growth of believers that would be followers of the one true God. And that church, which is represented by the image of a female who had been destitute of children, is being told it's time to rejoice because there is going to be growth. The church is often compared in the Bible to this type of connection and how people uh, uh, would see the growth of the church as in through a family. And so he, he, Isaiah's writing and he says, listen, it's time to sing and it's time to praise and it's time to get excited because the church is growing. The church is in the midst of growing pains. Now listen, it's not always pleasant at the moment. Somewhere around 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock in the morning, when I woke to my legs being in pain, it was not pleasant. It was not pleasant. But let me tell you, if my legs hadn't grown and the rest of me had just grown, we'd be in big trouble today. You know, if my feet were still a size four or five and I had little skinny legs with this big hulk of whatever on top, we'd be in big trouble. It was not easy at the moment, but I'm thankful for the growing pains. Yes, our mortgage went from, at that time, 136 a month. That's what it was on the $2,000. I didn't have $2,000. I had to borrow the money. 136 a month I was paying. But we were happy. In the wintertime, we covered that place with snow. It was like an igloo. We were happy. But we got into the decision that we wanted to grow. And folks, we had to bypass the 136 a month. And say, now it's time to maybe go through a little extra effort. But oh, what a time of rejoicing when each of those children arrived on the scene. Miko, Miranda, Marissa, 
The youngest will soon be 28. And those years ago, we look back and only can think and remember how incredible it was to move from that little trailer into our first home. And so Isaiah says, listen, it's time to rejoice because the church is growing. And then he puts a very powerful verse, verse 2, enlarge the place of thy tent and let them stretch forth the curtains of thy habitations. Spare not, lengthen thy cords, and strengthen thy stakes. Enlarge the place of thy tent. It just means that you need a bigger place, bigger opportunities, more opportunities, more locations, whatever you want to think of. There's going to be too many people to rest in one area. I don't know about you, but I'm here to reach this whole city. This whole city of St. John. I'm not happy this morning with just uh, uh, the status quo. Something's deep inside that says I want everybody that has a desire to know, to get to know. Oh, that's going to cause some growing pains, but we're going to enlarge the tent. The tent is more than one building at Mission Point. The tent goes beyond to every location, seven other locations that we have here in this city alone. And, and the location in Cornerbrook. Pray for Cornerbrook this morning, would you? God would give them a mighty revival. Amen in that city. It's more than just here. Enlarge the tent. You know what Isaiah said? Spare not. Don't be stingy. Oh, you can be wise and you can be frugal, but don't be stingy. Don't hold back. Don't put limits. Don't allow there to be, uh, this is as big as it's going to get, and this is all I'm doing. And uh, Listen, folks, it's not about you and I getting. It's about you and I giving. Amen. And that's giving our time, giving our energy. Amen. Giving the vision to this city that the enlarging of our tent will not be spared. Will not be spared. And you can picture, you can picture a one-man tent. Or a six-man tent. There's a quite a difference. They did this father-son thing. I went to it a few years ago. I took my little two-man tent. Do you know what it's like for me in a two-man tent? I had to crawl in and crawl out. There was other people there. Brother Watson, is he? he's here. He's maybe cooking. He had a six-man tent. You could go in there and stand up. If I stood up in my tent, I was wearing the tent, carrying the tent around. I took pictures. I said, my tent is like Motel 6. His tent is like the Hampton Inn. I mean, he was ready for growth. There was no growth in my tent. Anyone else going into my tent, it was problematic. Because I was sleeping crossways just to be able to fit corner to corner. You couldn't zip the thing up with me in there. And yet I'm looking across the field and here's Brother Watson with his six-man tent. 
or eight man tent, ten man tent. I don't know how big it was. I just know that it was a much bigger tent than mine. I got little strings holding my tent down, and he's got ropes holding his down. That's what the scripture's talking about. Lengthen the cords because the tent is going to be larger. You're going to need more than we've ever needed before. We're going to have to have greater thinking than we've ever had before. It's time to think outside of the box, folks. Amen. The tent's going to be large. There's no time to spare. Amen. Lengthen the cords. That's what he says. And then he says, strengthen the stakes. Strengthen the stakes. That means drive those stakes in deep so your tent doesn't blow away. Make sure it's secure. Make sure whatever comes your way that it's going to be okay. Growing pains is not easy, but it's necessary. It's necessary. And so what happens in this incredible passage is Isaiah is prophesying and saying, Jews, it's not just going to be you. There's coming a day when the Gentile nation is going to be included. Aren't you thankful for that this morning? Because that includes uh, all across this room uh, that you and I have an opportunity. Why? Because the tent was enlarged. Uh, the cords were lengthened. Uh, and the stakes were drawn in deeper. That's why you and I get to come to the house of the Lord this morning. Paul writes about this very passage in Galatians chapter 4 and verse 27. For it is written, be glad, O barren woman who bears no children. Break forth and cry aloud. You have, have no labor pains because more are the children of the desolate woman than of her who has a husband. It's saying there's going to be a great influx of people from the Gentile nation. Yeah. Now you brethren... Brothers like Isaac are children of promise. He's saying to the Jewish nation, listen, you guys were, you guys had a promise. But this is what Paul says. At that time, the son born in the ordinary way persecuted the son born by the power of the spirit. It is the same now. But what does the scripture say? Paul says, get rid of the slave woman and her son for the slave woman's son shall never share in the inheritance of the free woman's son. What was being uh, happening in the time of Abraham was get Hagar and Ishmael out of the, out of the picture because they're not going to be part of the promise. That's what Paul's talking about. But Paul's, Paul's given an indication. This is what it used to be, but there's an enlarging of the tent that's happening. And you and I get to come into that promise. And he says in verse 31, Therefore, brethren, we are not children of the slave woman, but of the free woman. I'm glad this morning that the tent has been enlarged, the cords have been lengthened, and the stakes have been strengthened. And you and I get to come to an apostolic, powerful move of God because of growing pains. Growing pains. So... So what does enlarge the tent, spare not, lengthen the cords, strengthen the stakes mean for mission point? What does that mean for us? Because it's irrelevant to us today. Mission point is our goal is to grow. 11 years ago yesterday, 
we arrived here to preach our first sermons at this wonderful church. It's hard to believe that it was 11 years ago yesterday. But I have a goal, I have a desire, and I have a hunger. And that is to grow. Grow. We want to see growth in individuals. We want to see every person grow in their walk with God. We want to see growth in our church. We want to see Mission Point grow as a church community and not just be individuals. Folks, we have to get past the mindset that it's you and you alone. Okay, I'm going to say that again because there wasn't enough amens. We have to get past the thinking that I can make it as a lone ranger in this church. Amen. This is a church body and a church community. And the church has got to grow. That's got to be in more than just word. That has to be in also deed. We want to see growth in our city. We want to see the satellite churches in our city and beyond grow into thriving church communities. The, the other locations in our city, that they would become thriving churches in every part of our city. So how? How will we achieve this? Well, as individuals, we will do it through focused teaching. As a church, by fostering healthy relationships. That's why it's important to have things like Family Day. And through our city, we will support them uh, the other locations from the sending church, which is here at Mission Point. So you'll see a new service structure that will be starting on September the 24th. That's a month away. A new service structure where the weekly schedule on Sunday will be 10 a.m. for Bible teaching, 11 a.m. for Sunday worship, 7 p.m. for Wednesday worship, and Friday at 7 p.m. for Friday prayer. Now I'm going to put something very important here that everyone needs to hear about Bible teaching. The Bible teaching on Sunday from 10 to 1045 is not just for a few. This is for everybody. If you have a desire to grow, then you've got to have Bible teaching. If you just want to be an attendee, and not desire to grow, then, then maybe you're not visualizing Bible teaching. But if you want to get closer to God, and you want to grow in your walk with God, then you need to be at Bible teaching at 10. That's not 1020. That's 10. We are starting age-appropriate teaching for our MP kids, our MP youth, and our MP adults right at 10 o'clock. And that's going right to 1045. So Sunday school, the MP kids and the MP youth will be downstairs like they are now. But right at 10 o'clock, they will be starting. And they will be going through to 1045. So the Bible teaching uh, from 10 to 1045 for MP kids and MP youth will be in the lower level as they are now. And the MP adults will be in the sanctuary. The MP Bible teaching for kids, the sign-in will be 945. That's when you can sign your kids in. And it's important that they come and sign in 
between that 9.45 and 10 because they're starting right at 10. And so at 10.45, everyone will have the opportunity that has kids to go and sign your kids out in that 15-minute span. Sooner the better so that everyone that's involved in our MP kids and MP youth can be ready for our, our worship service at 11. And uh, we will spend that 45 minutes teaching and studying through topics and series of the Bible. There will be handouts that will be provided each week so that you'll be able to follow along during the teaching and continue to study the topic afterwards even on your own time. We want to encourage everyone to note that the new start time and the, and the diligence to arrive on time for the Bible teaching is crucial. I don't want you to miss any. Okay, we're not going to have 10 minutes of meet and greet at 10. We're starting teaching at 10. And then there will be that 15-minute transition before everyone joins together in the sanctuary for Sunday worship. And so there are things in place already uh, for our, our, our MP kids. They will be, Sister Mary Lee will be meeting with the teachers and giving how the new schedule is going to work and how that, that, that uh, there's going to be teaching on their level uh, downstairs. Same for the youth. Uh, we're excited about that. Uh, but the Sunday worship will start at 11. Uh, an evangelistic service with, with preaching and time for the whole church family like we have this morning to join together in the service, in church, and in the altar. Amen. Sunday worship at 11. Not putting any time limit on what God's presence wants to do in those services. I want God to have his way. I want people to give their lives to Jesus. People to be baptized in his precious name. People to be filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Because we are in growing pains. Yeah. And Wednesday worship at 7 p.m. Notice the time change. Every service is on the hour. We did a survey, and it came back uh, 74 or 75% were de desiring to have it changed to 7 instead of 7.30, which we were happy about because we want it all in the same. And we will be doing again an evangelistic service with worship, preaching, and time for the whole church family to join together in the altar. This will be just like Sunday morning. Okay? We, listen, we cannot confine growing pains to one day. MP kids and MP youth will still have their service on Wednesday uh, downstairs. I mean, that's the level that they can learn on, and they will have powerful church. God's filling people with the Holy Ghost in youth service. God can fill uh, uh, children with the power of his spirit in kids' service. Amen. They can have growth uh, just like we're having upstairs. And so at 7 p.m., MP kids and MP youth will take time to connect with God and others in their designated areas in the lower level. And then on Friday is Friday prayer, 7 p.m. That's been, that's been part of this church for decades, a time for us to come together as a church family and pray together. It's absolutely crucial, amen, when you're in the middle of growing pains, that there must be prayer. Okay. I know the mic's loud enough. It's absolutely essential. If we're going to get through the growing pains, 
that the church has to be a praying church. It's, it's necessary. The church was built on prayer. Amen. The homes in the books of Acts in chapter 4 were shaken by prayer. Prayer is still the key to growing pains. Amen. So our weekly schedule, I will reiterate, 10 a.m. Bible teaching for all ages in separate locations. 11 a.m. our Sunday worship, Wednesday 7 p.m. for Wednesday worship, and Friday 7 p.m. for Friday prayer. Please note this change. On each fifth Sunday, uh, we have in the past, we have ha only had one service on fifth Sunday. It will be going to the opposite, that on fifth Sunday, we'll be having two services. And there will be an evening service on fifth Sunday, so all of the satellite churches can come together and for us to join together in unity to worship together. Notice the time change, 6 o'clock. We'll be coming together on those Sunday nights to let the, the power of the Lord just minister to the whole uh, group of churches, uh, amen, that we have in this city. They won't be having a service that day. They'll be coming together to be with us at Mission Point. And so in order to see growth in our city, we must first understand uh, the purpose of the sending church. And that's our church, Mission Point. Understanding that is the satellite churches. In order to see our satellite churches grow into a thriving church community, we need to establish a firm foundation of mature believers. And as we strive to reach our city, we strongly encourage all those at Mission Point to support a satellite church community, attending a weekly service, getting involved, reaching out to those in the community. It's not just about us receiving. We must also be giving. Understand this. When Jesus gave the disciples the Great Commission, he didn't say come. He said go. It's more than just this building. It's more than just this location. We've got to reach our city. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the ones that are behind, Pastor, and the vision for this city. Amen. Because it's absolutely necessary for our satellite churches to have support. And how does that work? You get informed. You can go. There will be a new connection center in the foyer where you can check the availability of the satellite churches and the spaces that are open. We can't have everyone go to the same location, so there will be a sign-up for that. And, and we want you to sign up for a satellite service and the location, and we'll have each of those locations available and on each Sunday where you can be an active participant of, of being involved in teaching or being involved in music or, or being involved as a worshiper, someone that will just support the church and let there be growth happen. Our satellite church times currently are 2 p.m. at Grace Point, 2 p.m. at Life Point, 2 p.m. at Vision Point, 3 p.m. at Center Point, 3 p.m. at Faith Point, and 3 p.m. at Truth Point. And in addition to that, pray. Pray for Life Community Church and pray for West Point in Newfoundland that God would give them great revival. Amen as well. That there would be a mighty outpouring in our whole city and beyond because I am interested in growing pains. Growing pains. Enlarge the tent. 
the new Sunday structure, 10 a.m. Bible teaching. I'm trying to get it into everyone's head. 11 p.m. or 11 a.m. Excuse me. 10 a.m. Bible teaching. 11 a.m. Sunday worship. 2 p.m. or 3 p.m. to a satellite church, one that you have choice of. On the Saturday night, a missions conference. Reverend Mark Dross, this is only a couple of weeks away, and Reverend Tom Foster will be here for our missions conference, and they'll be doing a panel session on how we as the sending church can support the satellite churches in our city and beyond. It's absolutely necessary for us to be part. Also, Brother Beckerton and Brother Hanscom take care of senior home services, nine of them. If you're not aware, we have nine senior home services each month. They need help. They need people that will help them, support them, sing with them. Last month alone, in the month of July, over 200 people attended these services from these nine senior homes. These are people that can't get to this, this church building. It's impossible. They get brought from their room to the location that they're having the service. They can't get here. But we're going to go there. We're going to go there. Because we're in the middle of growing pains. We're excited to see how God is going to grow the church. Amen. And the Bible's very clear. Enlarge the tent. Spare not. Don't hold back. Don't be contrary. Let me, let me tell you this. See, my wife and I, we've, we've known nothing but this. We've grown up in this all of our life. And my wife's an incredible thinker. She thinks about everything. I just go ahead and we're going to do it. And we have to deal with something on the way. That's what we do. She's planning. She's planning in the wintertime in case we go off the road. I don't plan on going off the road. She's bringing the supplies in case we do. I have no plans to do that. No desire to do that. But she's planning. So you guys have no idea. The 3 o'clock in the morning, wake-up times, when she would shake me and say, have you thought of this? Even if I hadn't, I don't want to think about it right now. We've been going through this process for months because there's a hunger and a desire for us to see people grow as individuals, to see our church grow as a community, and to see our city grow in the satellite churches because we're in the middle of growing pains. Can I ask you to do something this morning? Everyone, no matter where, if you've moved here, you've started here, everyone in the last five years that you started coming to this church, in the last five years, would you stand? And if you're a guest this morning, that means you. Everyone that has started and has come to this church in the last five years, would you stand this morning?
I don't know about you, but we're in growing pains. And I'm excited about it. And I believe that this, you may be seeing it, I believe that this is just the starting point. Music come. Growing pains. Oh, we're not using Absorbian Junior. It stinks too bad. We're not moving from the trailer to the house, but we are moving forward in this city. Just as Joshua was given command, every place you go, that's land that you can walk on and that you can claim. Every hungry heart, every hungry soul, every person that still needs to know, wants to know, desires to know, we must, we must be willing to grow what has been talked about and shared with you this morning has not been done lightly a few weeks ago we met with our church board and shared our vision and shared with them the direction that we feel to grow we've met with our major department heads and people that work in those departments and shared our vision and we're sharing with the church this morning that there's a hunger and a desire in my spirit that we've got to reach every person that we can in this city. And if we're going to do that, we've got to grow. Grow in teaching. Grow in worship. Grow in, grow in going. This is family day. I'm thankful that you are here this morning. And I was looking forward to this day. Looking forward to time of fellowship. But before we get to that point this morning, would you be willing to stand? And would you be willing to step out of your seat this morning and say, Pastor, we're going to grow with you. Mission Point, we're going to grow with you. We want to reach every person in the city. As painful as change is, and change is not easy. But we're wanting to grow with you, Pastor. We're wanting to grow with your vision. We're wanting to grow with what you see in the city. Eleven years has not changed our vision. We want to see 30 churches in our city. 30 that preach this apostolic truth and are telling people how to know Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. For that to happen, we've got to grow. We've got to grow people. We've got to grow church. And we've got to grow our city. Amen. We're in the third part of our vision for the year. One church, amen, has been followed after one accord. But we're reaching into the third section of our vision for the year. And that's one mission. And that's to reach our city. And so all across this room right now, as an individual, as a family, whatever the situation is, are you willing to go through some growing pains to get us to where we need to go? Are you willing to go through some growing pains to, 
to pick up the passion of what's happening in our church. You just got to see a little taste this morning of what God's been doing in the last five years. I cannot tell you, I will not limit God on what he will do if he tarries in the next five. I'm going to enlarge the tent. I'm not going to spare anything. I'm going to lengthen the cords and I'm going to drive in the stakes driving the stakes even deeper than they've ever been. God, help us, God, to grow the way you desire for us to grow. Hallelujah. All across this room right now, would you just worship Him and praise Him and talk to Him. Talk to Him this morning. Talk to Him right now. Thank you for joining us today. If you want more information, connect with us on our website at missionpoint.ca. God bless you.